All right, everyone, before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Whether you're already a fantasy player or just trying to become one, competing with friends doesn't stop at the final whistle. Neither should your fantasy league. Champions Round is building the arena where your favorite sports and athletes are always in play. They're the only round-based fantasy sports game, which is pretty cool because they break up the season into small chunks and you have more chances to draft your perfect team and to win, of course. You can do your mock drafts, play with friends, family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app on the App Store to play today. And now, let's get into today's show. everybody it's your draft queens kate and michelle michelle it's a cold cold day cold winter day going into week 11 and as promised we are coming to you our dear listener with something we've been promising for a week and that is our mid-season breakdown episode michelle i know you're a little under the weather it's freezy it's kind of a weird week it feels like winter here how are you and are you ready to kick off this playoff extravaganza i'm 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 very ready it is it is cold but i think we're gonna have some fun uh doing a a a little look back and a look forward now that we're a a little halfway through the season so okay can i just clear something up from the top here sure i I don't know if anyone can hear this very (laughs) annoying hissy noise but i'm just gonna put it out there if you can hear it it's because it's freezing out and i have steam (laughs) heating in my really small new york apartment so um, these are the times we live in. It's, uh, that's what that is. And Michelle, you're in your luxurious home, so you don't have these problems. You have I two mean, dogs that bark and things. But... No, we have the problem. I mean, I could guarantee it's about 20 <laughs> degrees colder here, but my heat is just not making a hissing noise right now. Well, there's also a guy, I'll, I'll get through this. I, I just need, I have a couple rants to just fire off get him, before get him, we get into football. Get them out real quick so we can do our, our, uh, mid-season here. Really quick. Okay. Moved into this apartment six months ago. Has not been cold. Now all of a sudden this hissy noise is going all the time because it's below 40 degrees. Okay, so I'm going crazy with that. I was telling you before we got on the mic, I have an earworm song stuck in my head. <laughs> Lovely Day by Bill Withers. I haven't gotten it out of my head since last week. So that's driving me crazy. I'm literally spiraling into insanity. Last and final third gripe. There is a guy who lives next door to us. Now that leaves are falling, he uses his leaf, leaf blower every hour of the day he's blowing leaves right now in it's Brooklyn? 30 it's pitch black whoa, whoa, there whoa, whoa, whoa. is nothing to use the leaf blower i, I don't on. even understand why someone in brooklyn owns a leaf blower i think that so we have the cleanest sidewalks in all of brooklyn however i think i'm in an insane asylum so i'm really glad we're recording because i need to stop thinking about blowing leaves <laughs> Hissing Noises and, Bill and Lovely Day by Bill Withers. <laughs> Yo, just... I just think you need to go put a sign on your next door neighbor's door to say who has a leaf blower in Brooklyn. I just, I don't even understand why that makes sense. He's a nice old guy. I don't want to like poo poo, yuck his yum, but he's really, really killing me. It's also 530. So... Like it's, it's okay, buddy. You don't really, that's it's just silly. It's pitch black. 
go inside. The workday's over. Why are you doing manual labor at 5.30 on a Thursday? Like, go watch Thursday Night Football, grab yourself a beer, relax, kick back. Anyway, Michelle, I know that between the two of us, between me going insane, you're a little under the weather. Do you feel better now, though? Do you feel better now that you got all that done? Honestly, yes. Okay, good. I do. That's all that matters. Thank you. Thank you for hearing Here's here's something else that should probably make you feel better and makes me feel like shit. Remember last week when I said I really don't want to be five and five? Well, guess what? I'm five and freaking five. I am on a three-game losing streak. And in... Not not a newsflash, the fact that I hate this league so much. So I lose one game, I'm I'm five hundred and I move down six spots. How does that even make sense? What how honestly, how does okay, it make sense? Okay, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> eight of the sixteen teams, eight of them are five and five. How did I move down so far for, for that? I I don't know. I, I mean don't there's understand. Do, 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 do. I'm like fourth. Yeah. I'm fourth in my little division, but I'm eleventh overall. I. Um, How did that I even happen? No. Everyone's five know. and five. Why am I the shittiest five and five? <laughs> like, I think it. It must be one of these like points for points against. And, oh, so I just have the have really. To... I have the really shitty luck that like everybody scores their most points against me. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's just, like, short end of the stick. You can't really control that. I think that's just bad luck. I know, well, half of that is because, I mean, it's very clearly because we have these weird point multipliers, so it's just part of this stupid league. Draft Queens League 2021. It's happening, so don't don't sweat it too much. Don't sweat it too much. right, I'm just going to try to get back on track this week, because if I win one game, apparently I'll go to number one. That's how it feels like it works. (laughs) Listen, you, well, here's the thing. It's not just you. Like, you went down six ranks, right? I went up six. I was number 12, and now I'm number six. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Well, I'm just going to hope for all the point multipliers this week. Yeah, it's all you can do in in this league. It's all you can do. And in the meantime, we can focus on helping everybody else get through their normal leagues while ours is all sorts of wacky and wonky. Um. The, the the thing that I am still sorting out from last week that I'm still pissed about, and I'm just going to, like, have a bad intro to this episode, but I'm going <laughs> to send it because there's a lot going on in my in my brain. Everyone so, send Kate positive vibes. She's trying to get please, all her negative juju out right now. Please. There's so much rattling around in here. I'm just exuding bad vibes, so, so I just need to be heard. The one thing from this week, I am thrilled to have moved up six rankings. A, I think it makes no sense. I, I don't know <laughs> why. Might as well take it. I'll take the W, and now I have one win. I'm also 5-5, five and five, number 6 in our 14-team league. That being said, I drafted Corderell Patterson last week. Why did I do that, Michelle? I don't know. Because the Bears running back was not, was not playing, was injured. Oh, I was Kate. picking up Corderell Patterson for one week, thinking that... So he, on the Bears depth chart, he is the RB2. He's their Which is kind of weird because he's not really an RB. He's a wide receiver, but he does both. Okay. So I tweeted at NFL Fantasy app, and I said, what the fuck? He is technically their starting running back right now. <gasps> Wait a second. So is he, when you picked him up, were you able to put him in the running back position, or was he listed as a wide receiver? I he was 
listed as a wide receiver, but oh, he was their starting no. fucking so you running could, back. So you couldn't play him in your in your I, running back position. I needed a running back. I am Ooh. shocked that I won last week. I was like this close. Thank God. I, it's a stupid league, so I had multipliers for <laughs> one of my players. Whatever. I would have been this close to winning or losing, and I couldn't. I picked up a running back because I didn't have one, and they wouldn't let me play Cordero wow. Patterson in my running back position. That's shitty, and he had a good week. That's shitty. Mm. I just wanted to let you know. There's nothing to do about it, and also, who cares? Because I still won. But like, I mean, that if is I know, a fundamental if, flaw. If I know Kate Walsh, she'll just keep keep on uh, hammering the NFL fantasy app. That's for sure. Yeah, well, they're never going to hear the end of it. Customer service is about to get a slew of <laughs> emails from from Kate Walsh. Beware! Yeah, they're going to have my yeah they're going to have my address in no time, so they can send <laughs> reparations. With that said, they will not hear the end of it. I will let you hear the end of it because no more ranting. That is the end of everything that I needed to get out in this opening to our twelfth episode of Draft Queen season two. We have a lot coming on this show, so much so that we are no longer having the huddle for this particular episode. Skipping the huddle. Why, get, Michelle? Get, what right are we on focusing the, on? What get, are we doing today? We're getting right out on the field. No huddle because it's time for our midseason breakdown extravaganza. Okay, I think we should get into that and then stay tuned to the end of the episode where, as always, we will have our start and sit segment. But to start. Let's go ahead and get into it. We have our mid-season extravaganza, our season overview of how the NFL has been going so far. All right, so as Kate said, it's time for our mid-season breakdown extravaganza, and we figured we'd, uh, you know, try to tap into what the kids are saying out on social media these days and give you a little how it started, how it's going uh, halfway through the season here. And, And for those of you that did listen, hopefully you did, you'll remember that Kate and I did a earlier episode before the season started giving you our... All of our two cents. We give you lots, lots more than just two cents. Many, many cents. But we went through a couple Danny dimes. And we give you a couple Danny dimes worth of our input, whether you like (laughs) it or not. Apologies in advance. But earlier in the year, we gave you uh, an overview of what we thought was going to happen. We went through every single uh, division. We talked about all the teams. We talked about who we liked. Um, And so we wanted to kind of go back to that and see where things are uh, netting out so far halfway through. Obviously, we've talked a ton about all of the injuries this season, everything going on with COVID. Um, So some of our picks were pretty spot on, some of them not so much. But even the ones that were not so much, there's some pretty obvious reasons why those teams are struggling. So um, we figured we'd take a look at it. Hopefully this, you know, kind of helps you uh, gear up for fantasy playoffs the same way as the NFL is gearing up for playoffs. And uh, we're just going to take a look through each of the divisions. So I think we'll just we'll go in the same order as we did at the beginning of Draft Queens when we covered every division in the league at the beginning of the season. And a la Michelle's very astute understanding of social media, the phenomenon that is happening right now, (laughs) how it started, how it's going, will tell you how it's going and also how we viewed each team in each division at the beginning of all this. So how it started. Michelle. As the, as the person who came up with this excellent segment, where would you like to start 
And then where would you like to go? Um, I would like to start with the NFC East because it's terrible and I want to just talk about it very quickly and move on to other more exciting things. <laughs> Great idea. Great idea. I love this. And it's just like an abomination of a, let's, let's fly through this one. I'm pretty sure that we probably said in our first episode that we hated this, this league anyway, or this division. I agree. It's, 100%. It's, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. The Eagles, the Giants, the the Washington football team and the Cowboys. It's just, yeah. it hasn't been exciting to watch in my personal opinion. I, the We had picked, you know, the Cowboys to be obviously the standout there. We were really bullish on, you know, folks like CeeDee Lamb and, and obviously Dak and Zeke. You know, Dak went out with a season-ending injury. We've talked about it a million times. Zeke has just not gotten the work or the yards or the touchdowns or anything that we all thought. Um, therefore, the Cowboys are actually in last in that division, which Kate and I did not see coming, but I'm sure most people didn't see that coming. But, you know, look, it, it the Eagles are at the top of that division right now. Uh, look, I don't like any of these teams per se, uh, but I, I suppose if it's got to be any of them, the Eagles have the best outlook right now. Well, it's interesting, too, because the Eagles just beat the Giants and a lot of I'm sorry, vice versa. The Giants just beat the Eagles. They now would have a tied record for first in the league, although the Eagles have an early season tie that's still on their scorecard. Oh, so that's a gripe. That's a gripe. I don't understand how professional sports can have ties. A tie. You it's, can't have a tie? Just, it's just inappropriate. Go into, like, sudden death match. Something. Like, Somebody actually fight something the out. death. I don't care. Actually, I, I don't care. So, if someone needs to death. die for the... No, no. I'm taking that back. But you know what I'm saying. Like, actually finish the game. We don't need a tie, the tie here. The tie thing kills me. But yeah, I mean, when you look at this, and this is the last thing I'll say about the NFA, NFCs, because there's so many other exciting things we could talk about. You yeah. know that you're, You know that your division sucks when the most wins is three. Y- yes. Three. I, I, there is nothing more to say about the NFC East... <laughs> I'm sorry for wasting everyone's time. <laughs> the, the The only thing that I'm just trying to suss out in my mind is I'm actually warming up to the Washington football team because I think it's so fucking funny. Like, I also I think we I think we have a sweet spot for Alex Smith now that he's playing. Yeah, yeah. That's the only like golden or so golden lining. Oh, oh golden God. lining! Wow, we've upgraded it sure. this week. Honestly, sure, whatever. My brain's fried. <laughs> Only silver lining, golden lining of this division. I think we should move on because it's just a wash. Fair. That said, let's switch on over to the AFC East because this one's actually been kind of interesting to watch unfold. Yeah. Um, the Bills, which we called it um, earlier in the season, we thought they would, you know, stand out. Uh, they're seven and three. They've been super fun to watch. Um, I think, you know, going forward, they're going to be, the, you know, they are obviously the team to beat here. And, you know, look, you got, you got at the end, of, at the other end of the spectrum, you get the Jets at 0 and 9. So I don't think they got to worry about the Jets coming from anywhere. The, the Dolphins have done far better than we imagined. We have, we have changed yeah. from play everybody against the Dolphins slash don't play any Dolphins. We've, we've gotten off that. They're 6-3. and three, yeah. And they've had, some, they've had some, you know, rough kind of go at it with moving, moving quarterbacks around, having a rookie out there with two and now. But, I mean, 6-3, and three, not too bad. No, not at all. And I'm, I'm thrilled for the Dolphins that they don't have to be the scapegoat anymore. Same thing with the Washington football team. Like, they're really not the scapegoats in a lot of ways, although – uh wft is not so great but yeah i mean i was unexpecting the i was not expecting the dolphins to be so good i am 
very excited that they are as good as we hoped they could live up to. Um, and that being said, the only team not spoken for right now is the Patriots, who are kind of falling right into the third slot there and have kind of just been lacklustering this it's whole true. season, in it's my true. opinion. I mean, look, if they don't pick it up, you know, they, they're not going to have a shot at the wild card. So, you know, if you look at it right now, you've got, you know, the Bills probably staying pretty strong, in my opinion, you know, and winning the, the AFC's championship. And then if, if yeah, if uh, if New England can't get it together, then that wild card is going to go to the Dolphins, which is pretty insane. Well, how do you feel about that as a Patriots fan? Like, is that a is that a, a jab at your ego? I mean, for sure, it's a bummer. It's like it's it, we were taught we were joking about it that it's like remember when the Yankees used to be amazing and win all the time, and then it went into rebuilding. Like, oh yeah, that's kind of what's happening. Though the beginning of the season before Cam got COVID, like they looked a lot stronger, the Patriots than. I think anyone really thought they they would be, you know, sans Tom. Mm. And then after COVID, you know, hit, I feel like Cam is slowly starting to get back to the the guy we saw at the beginning of the season. So they certainly could, you know, make a run at it. But um, they, you know, now they've got some ground to make up. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I think that's a one to watch because um, they've been oscillating in terms of talent, COVID, Cam, uh, Gilmore has been in and out like it's just uh, it's one to keep an eye on I do have faith in the Pats as always but Dolphins looking good for AFC East so congratulations there I think far and away thing to keep in mind is that the Bills are going to win the AFC East so yep that one's kind of a no-brainer should we talk AFC West yeah I um I would love to follow your lead oh as I'm, we okay I'm through. the leader oh f- fun okay it's great. your segment Michelle <laughs> this is your segment it's your brainchild I want you to lead us through I to the promised land of who's actually good and who's actually bad oh good then we'll talk through the AFC West which Kate, Kate and I also uh you know far and away kind of picked the Chiefs which I'm sure everybody did um and as it's but these right- next three are a little bit like not what I was expecting I, well, what were you expecting? I think I thought that the Chargers were going to have a better season out the gate. That's what I was expecting, yeah. too. But the, but the I Raiders... I also think that the, the Broncos... Go ahead, go ahead. Um, well, I was going to say that the Broncos are having kind of bad luck a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, no pun intended, but I guess. And then uh, Raiders... I, I've always liked Derek Carr, but I didn't think that they would be number two in the AFC West. So right now the breakdown is Chiefs. Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. I thought the Chargers would be better too, really. I mean, look, again, you think about, you know, injuries. They obviously lost Austin Eckler, which we talked a lot about at the beginning of the season, being sort of like the staple in the backfield for them. He's been out all season. They've been through a a swath of uh, running backs there. So, you know, that's really tough. Obviously, Justin Herbert, rookie, he's doing great, but, you know, he doesn't have all the, you know, all the tools that uh, that he had at the beginning of the season. So, you know, that breaks down pretty rough for them. And Derek Carr does have those tools. Like, he's got Josh Jacobs. He's got Nelson Algalore has been stepping up. He's got Darren Waller, who's been a top five, maybe even top three t- tight end for the year. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, he's got sort of the the pieces in play to stay competitive for the Raiders. And honestly, if you think about it, the only thing I think you can do in the AFC West is stay competitive because it's the Chiefs. Yeah. It's the Chiefs show. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're eight there's, there's they're no, eight and one. Like we all there's knew. There's no way around that. No. So I think the best thing you could do is stay competitive. And, you know, luckily for the Raiders, they've they've definitely done that. And, you know, they're a few games ahead of the the Broncos and the Chargers, and I don't see either one of those teams being able to, you know, sort of bounce back from from injury and now from these, you know, sort of less than uh, favorable 
seasons, the records that they have this season. I do think at some point, and to round out the AFC West, I would like to take concerted time at some point to just talk about Justin Herbert and his new haircut. Have you seen Justin Herbert's new haircut? <laughs> no. So, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. If Can I, I, do you I need to Google, Google... Do I need to Google this? Oh, I think you should just really quickly because a lot of people on the internet are saying that it's like the demise of the Chargers or like, you know how you don't like change your socks or whatever if you're superstitious? Yeah. He has long, luscious locks right. that he just pretty much chopped all the way <gasps> off. Oh, I see And he this. looks like a 15-year-old boy. I mean, he already looked 15, but why did we need to make it so much worse? I don't know. It's like exponentiated. I, I will say I didn't realize that Justin Herbert is an Oregon duck. And so is Marcus Mariota. So I have a soft spot for you have a soft spot for Justin Herbert anyway. But I do not like this haircut, though. I do not either. Thankfully for them, they have a really good matchup against the Jets this week. So hopefully, people will forget about his haircut. Uh, I hope they do because they're really gaslighting him on social. So (laughs) love you, Justin. You're good. Whatever. You're good, bro. You're really you're doing fine. Just grow your hair back out. (laughs) It'll grow back. Don't worry. Oh, yes. AFC West, for sure. That is the Chiefs, and I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Are there any leagues that are, like, more competitive that we should talk about, or any other divisions, rather? I mean, I think I think what's happening in the AFC North is pretty insane, that the, the Steelers are still undefeated and sitting atop that one, don't you think? Uh, yeah, for sure. And also, the Steelers are topping the AFC North over the Ravens, who are looking like a little this year I know I mean you know we I think we talked about this on one episode I think Big Ben you know really has you know stepped up to the plate this year the team loves playing with him um and and now I mean look now that you're now that you're nine and oh I mean everything you know there's a lot of pressure that comes along with that but there's also a lot of excitement that comes along with that every time you get out on the field so protecting that undefeated season is going to be really fun to watch and you know I look I think everybody was obviously bullish on the Ravens. I'm sure they'll still take the wild card and have a, you know, have a playoff run. It's not like they're out of it, but I certainly didn't see the the Steelers necessarily being undefeated at 9 and 0 at this point in the season. It's pretty incredible. Totally agree. Um I also think that this would add insult to injury if the Steelers did get to the Super Bowl. Hopefully we're not jinxing anyone or anything, but that would also be another insult to injury to the Patriots franchise, who right now is tied for the most Super Bowl rings. So lots to look out for in the AFC North. Where do you know what the Ravens are at? Like what their record is? I don't know offhand. They're at uh six and three. So, you know six and three. I mean I, I would say far and away, you know, the, the Steelers are running away with this one. Again, super tough to catch up. Um, the, the Browns have been competitive. They're also six and three. Question, hey, yeah. like, did anyone think that was going to happen? Because no. I, I didn't. You know what I mean? So, I did not either. You know, again, like Steelers definitely going to, you know, take that, take that uh, conference, no problem. But will be very interesting to watch between the Ravens and the Browns. You know, you would think – that the Ravens would have no issue getting the wild card, but who knows? They're the Browns are six and three also. They're chasing. And then to round out the AFC North, our um, dear Joe Burrow and the Bengals 
kind of a bummer. Like, I was really looking forward to maybe a bigger breakout season from Joe Burrow. I mean, he's been good. He, he's he been good, you know? he. It's just, yeah. they're, they're just not getting the wins. You know, I'm looking at his stats and you've yeah. got what? Yeah. He's got 12 passing touchdowns. He's just about at 2,500 yards for the season. So, and he's thrown one, two, th- like five picks. So that's a pretty good ratio there. So I think that, you know, Joe's been having a great first season. It's just they haven't been able to string together wins. You know, I'm looking I'm, I'm looking at it right now, right? So the first game, they only lost by three. Second game, oh. they lost by five. The third game was the tie. Give me a break with the tie. <laughs> the you know and then the next game when they won you know well they won pretty well i'm looking at some of these other losses here uh one of them was a blowout against uh interdivision against baltimore so that didn't really do you know so well for them um yeah but these other losses are so close 27 31 34 37 like they're they're hanging in there like they're just not yeah. getting it over the line you know so that's that's tough when you have a rookie who's actually having a really good season and arguably they're playing decent they're just they're losing by like a field goal almost every time Uh, it sounds like it sounds like across the board well between afc west and afc north and the chargers and the Bengals, who are both led by rookie quarterbacks in justin herbert and uh joe burrow it's a building year you know like it's a building year i mean look the thing that's probably that's you know really tricky and and sucks for the uh the Bengals here is like when you have a division with the steelers and the ram uh, and the ravens you basically need to win every other game that you play outside of that because you're probably not going to beat the steelers and you're probably not going to beat the ravens so when you lose to you know all these other teams you know outside of your division that's just going to kill you at the end of the day unfortunately yeah, well, while the Steelers seem to be running away with the AFC North, I think we should round off, round out the AFC with my personal favorite AFC division, the AFC South. And I think this one is not as much of a runaway. It's actually, and it's quite contrary to what we were predicting it's totally in a lot of contra- ways. Yeah, I, I, this one, like the Texans are two and seven. What the, what the hell's going on? I really don't know, and I have to defer to you as the Deshaun Watson lover and the Brandon Cooks lover. I don't know what's going on. Like, the Texans were our original pick to win AFC South, and as a Titans fan, that pains me for even going there. (laughs) But not only are they not in first, they're also not in second. They're in third in the AFC South. With two wins. Two wins. That's it. Two wins. I know. I know. And that leaves us with the Colts and the Titans – then the Texans, and then the Jaguars. It's just insane. Huh? It's just really insane. Again, I'm like looking at Deshaun Watson's numbers, and I realize that, you know, a team is not just one player. But when you think about the season that Deshaun Watson's been having, you know, 18 touchdowns, 2,500 yards, like he's putting up good, great games. You know, almost every game is 300-plus yeah. yards. So it's just kind of crazy when you, you know, when you can't string, when you can't string the wins together. It, it, it hurts, even though the guys individually are – you know, having, having good games. But I mean, what do you think, what do you think plays out here? I mean, the Jaguars, I've completely, they're discontinued. They're not, they're no, we're not, mm-hmm. we're done, but they're the Jets, basically Jets they, and Jags play anyone against them. But like, what, what happens here? Titans, Titans, Colts, who's going to edge that out? It's really tough to say. And I think that we talked about this last week and I'll always give you the realness with the Titans. They always lose interdivisional. Yeah. So it really just depends. It just depends who they're playing against the rest of the season. I think there's a world in which, and listen, 
Vrabel for the Titans, he understands different types of play calling offenses. So a Bill Belichick, like a Patriots offense, like he gets that. I feel like when it comes to the Colts, like they know each other really well and yet they're very different play styles. So it's not surprising to me that the Titans are losing to the Colts and other AFC South people because it's just it's just in the cards always. I just think what this, I, I think Philip Rivers is gonna just push on through and, and get the Colts to to win the, the AFC South. I, I just feel like, you know, having moved teams, he's obviously not you know, he's on the older end of the spectrum. I just feel like mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna keep that momentum up for them and help them stay atop the the, uh, the division. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I can hear that. I think mo- a, a lot of people agree with you. I um I will disagree only because I do think the Titans are a better team fundamentally. Fair. And I'm like totally down with. I know Philip Rivers is seasoned. I know Naheem Hines is fun to watch. We'll talk about him in our Stardom Sitem. But I think fundamentally, the Titans are a better team. I think if they wanted to edge out the Colts and just do a hard reset, have Adam Humphreys back, have Jadavian Clowney back, like, it's very possible. They're operating at a loss right now. But um, I think they could edge it out. So maybe, maybe, maybe Titans-Colts watch that in the AFC South for sure. Dig it. Did you hear that noise? No. Do you hear that noise? No. Sorry. My... <laughs> what are you hearing? <laughs> this is just, oh, it's the cat feeder. Sorry, I stopped talking because I, I, I think thought you my... Need to, oh. I think you need to put your cat feeder on a break during recording. It's, yeah, it's six o'clock. That's what it is. I thought it was the heater again. <laughs> my bewitched heater. I was like, I can't move on to the next conference without... Okay, well, whatever. My house next... is not bewitched. <laughs> I think it might be. The next conference is... This one's awesome. I said this from the beginning, how exciting I thought this one was going to be. Um, I'm actually a little disappointed in, in ourselves. You know, we, we, we're looking at the NFC West here. You know, there's a lot of great teams. There's a lot of great competition here. Uh, I think Kate and I respectively went with, I went with the Seahawks at, to be at the top there, and Kate went with, with the 49ers. We know why the 49ers are sitting at the bottom. Good Lord, the amount of bad luck. Made of injuries. glass. Yeah, the, 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 nothing, nothing can didn't help those poor, poor, poor guys. But Mm-mm. when you look at this now, you've got the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks all sitting at 6-3. and three. All these teams have been super, super exciting to watch. I think we nailed it on the head when we said that, you know, Kyler was going to be awesome, and he's really, like, proven to be, like, an incredible, like, talent. And so... It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how this kind of shakes out with those three teams uh, being heavy hitters and all being at six and three. The game tonight is right there. It's Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Like, that's a big game. That's a big game this deep into the season when you're both six and three in your division. I love the NFC West juxtapose and not just the nfc west like i love the (laughs) anything anything but the nfc east (laughs) i'm just gonna throw out i love the nfc except for the east and we've been through the east cover that the west the north and the south are so interesting always but especially right now this season i'm taken aback that right now the the lineup for nfc west is cardinals rams seahawks niners that is so ass backwards, I was not expecting. And especially, I think the biggest one, like the Cardinals, not shocked. You know, we kind of saw that coming, but it's hard to really hedge your bets when you don't have like proven, proven talent, tried and true. The Rams is where I'm most confused because everyone was betting off 
uh, was betting against Sean McVay, Jared Goff, like a lot of haters on the Rams in the offseason because they had a bad season. But there is a lot of talent there. I think we got blinded by the fact that they just did not have a great season last year. But they're a great team. So really, it's anybody's game in the NFC West. That's a really interesting one. Yeah, this one, this one's been fun. All these teams have been look. Even though the 49ers have been hit with their fair share of woes, I'm not gonna lie, they've still been like decent to to watch. Nick Mullins has not been terrible. You know, like there's been. Look, at this point, you just you feel bad because of all the unfortunate, you know, IR situations over there. Mm-hmm. But um, they've they've managed to at least, you know, stay in there, play some good games. But, yeah, I can't wait to see how this shakes out, especially with tonight's game. Like I said, you know, this uh, Cardinal Seahawks showdown should be pretty cool. Yeah, and by the time everyone's listening, there will be a verdict there. Who do you think is going to take that one? Cards or Seahawks? If you would have asked me this morning, I would have said the Seahawks. But now the more that I talk about it and then I think about how excited I am about like Kyler and all that, I I have to go with the Cardinals. Let's see. (laughs) Let's take it to Twitter. Our Twitter page at the underscore underscore draft queens. Um, We ran a poll this morning or this afternoon. I don't know. Four hours ago. So what is that? Two o'clock. I don't know. Time's a flat circle. 45% of our followers said the Cardinals will win. 55% said the Seahawks. It's neck and neck. Just saying. Just saying. I don't know that people have spoken. If they say Seahawks, I'm in. (laughs) I'm going. Although someone described the Seahawks defense, which I thought was savage, (laughs) described them as porous today. Like, Like it's a, a good word. sponge. Well, that makes total sense. Like, think about it. Like, the Seahawks may be winning games, but they're sure as hell letting up a lot of points. <laughs> well, I am starting, and I'm not going to blow our start set, but I'm definitely starting... Um, Christian Kirk? Chase Edmonds. Oh. Definitely. I'm also- <laughs> and, 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 and Carlos Hyde. Oh, wow. Okay, this is we'll gonna get be, to it. Yeah, we're going to get to that, but tonight's game will be a shootout. We'll talk about it in, in Stardom Sit'em. Okay, yes. moving moving along so that we can get to Stardom Sit'em. NFC, yes. NFC North. Um, interesting one. We had both picked the Vikings uh, in our early season uh, breakdown Crazy. here. I'm not Crazy. really entirely sure why we did that now that I'm thinking about it. But that said, they're in last, so not a good pick from from you and I there. And uh, and the Packers are sitting up nice and pretty at at seven and two. I don't know why we didn't think that the Packers would win this one. I'm sure we had some reason, or maybe we just decided to shun Aaron Rodgers because of you. I don't know, but. Um, yeah. but the, the, uh, uh, sorry, the Vikings are, are tied for, you know, uh, for last with the lions at four and five, the bears are even at five and five, which is, you know, pretty, pretty good for them going, going through half the season. It's, this is also a tough, you know, division, especially when you do have the Packers in there. Yeah, it is a tough one. It seems like kind of a wash. I'd be curious how the bears, lions and Vikings stack up now that, uh, the Bears have a bye week this week. I am just curious to see how that shakes out in terms of everyone's records and how this reorganizes for week 12. That said, uh, it's Packers for NFC North, so yeah. good on them. And yeah. I am shocked that the Vikings are so bad. Fact. And then what shocked. do we got? And then last but not least, we have the NFC South, which is also... I was also very excited about this division, I think, earlier, um, but... For the most part, the the Falcons have fallen pretty flat. They're at three and six. The Panthers, you know, look, Teddy Bridgewater. Catch a break. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater's been a lot of fun to watch um, for sure. He's had some, you know, some great games. But again, they're just not edging out, you know, the wins. So this is why it's fun to talk about this because we talk 
player, 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 fantasy, 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 that, you know, sometimes you would, sometimes you look at these and you're like, wait, but Teddy Bridgewater is doing pretty good for me. Oh, the Panthers are three and seven. How did that happen? You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you've got the Saints at seven and two. You've got the Bucks at seven and three. Um, Again, we'll get into this a little bit more. I think uh, the uh, the Saints have a little bit of a tough road ahead of them with uh, with this Drew Brees injury, uh, which could kind of leave it wide open for the Bucks to actually, you know, win the division versus take the wild card. Which most most people right now are saying the Saints win the division and the Bucks take the wild card. But I could see that flipping around, especially if Drew Brees is out uh, for a couple of weeks with this rib injury. Well, it sounds like for sure this is a big star asterisk watch the NFC South um, because it really is anyone's game with uh, Drew Brees out and the Tampa Bay Bucks finding their stride. And also even the Falcons looking okay and same with the Panthers, you know? like they, Yeah, they look, feels... o- they look okay. They're just so deep in the hole at this point with only three yeah. wins apiece. Like, they, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah. and, and with the Bucks kind of, trending up and mm-hmm. it's it's going to be hard to catch up there i don't know I, I have to say i'm really enjoying the shootout between tom brady and drew Brees. i'm bummed that drew Brees is going to be out and i have him on my bench he's going to be out at least three weeks if not the rest oof, of the season oof, oof, so oof. that'll well, take us I, to week 15 then for I, Drew Brees. that's then tough. i have to say yeah then i have to say you know i think the bucks take that that yeah. the championship there and hopefully hopefully because the saints are far enough ahead you know right now that they'll they'll keep the the wild card well i think that's a pretty good roundup and i hope that for those of you who have made it this far that that roundup helps ground you for your fantasy team insofar as it's hard to pick your head up from your lineups and figure out who's actually doing well in each of these divisions so I think that roundup was good, Michelle. I mean, I'm happy with it, and I feel much more informed for where we're actually at, aside from fantasy, like in the world of football. It's good to take a look at all these teams. Exactly. Let's get into uh, some Stardom Sitting, though. Okay, let's get into it. So it's time for our very favorite segment, which we say every week, but it always changes every week what our favorite is. But this week, it is our stardom sit coming off of our um, lineup of who the best teams are, how it's how it started, how it's going in 2020 football season. Now that we know how it's going, I think it's probably time to get into who to start and who to sit, sit, who to sit? Who to sit? Who to sit? Based on yeah, who to sit? I kind of like that. Who to sit? Who to sit? Uh, Oh God, do I start this over? I don't know. I like it. Keep going. We've lost our minds. I enjoy it. Oh man! So we are going into what is it? Week eleven? Definitively? Definitively, yes. So going into week eleven, we have key injuries and COVID updates to keep in mind. The big ones to keep in mind, and we're just going to rattle through these as always, but there are four teams on by this week. The Bills, the Giants, the Bears, the 49ers. If you have players in any of these four teams, please do not play them because they will not be playing for you. 
Um, Keep your I arms also think and legs in-, in the car at all times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel like uh, exactly, exactly. The exits are on both sides of the rows. Like before, these players and after are you. on by. Do not put Do them in not your lineup. Miss this very deliberate signposting. <laughs> So, um, have you so, ever yeah. done that? By the way, have you ever left someone in your lineup that was on by? Has that happened to you? No. Okay, good. Me neither. No. I'm just saying. I wonder. I imagine that it's probably happened to people, which is why we make this so sarcastic and silly, but also hopefully informative. No, that's like the one thing you can control. It's kind of like, like picking up Cordell Patterson and thinking that he's a running back, but he's listed as a wide receiver. JK, just kidding. It's nothing I mean, like that. I'm not even responding to that. I'm not even talking into the microphone for that. That's just mean. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just couldn't help no. it. You like you led a horse to water. What are you going to do? I'm sarcastic. I, whatever. I thought he would be listed as a running back and a wide receiver. <laughs> Fuck that. Anyway, okay. Back to key injuries and COVID updates. These are not injuries. These are bye weeks, but don't play any of those four teams. Bills, Giants, Bears, 49ers. Also, along the same lines, COVID protocol is changing in the NFL, so it's about to get more strict. Fill us Just in here. Keep... Fill us in. What's, what are some, do you know what any of the specifics are? I think that they're just cracking down on what they actually are actioning on. So all that really means for fantasy owners is to keep an eye on the teams that get marked as covid teams like if there is some sort of an outbreak even with your coaching staff that means that it probably is getting bundled into the players and what's going on with seems like they've been letting a lot of it slide you've been reading a lot of like one player or one coach tests and they close the they close the facility down for like a day but then everybody goes back and then yeah so i'm sure they're i guess they're kind of learning you know as they they go here and i i do know i read a few you know different articles about sort of how they're handling it slash not handling it, you know, like on the sidelines and, you know, people that are getting fined for not, you know, co- like coaches that are getting fined for not wearing masks on the side. Like, so it's, it's, there's definitely some inconsistencies there. I'm imagining that they're just trying to, uh, you know, tighten it up a little going into the end of the season. I think that's right. I think that's right. So all it really means for any fantasy owners in terms of key injuries and COVID updates for COVID new protocol, which means more stringent, just keep an eye on your players and coaching staff because it could permeate into them not playing for a week that being said we also have key injuries to report on should we just start with the obvious like drew Brees? yeah he's number one and he has what three broken ribs nothing you can do there if your ribs are broken you cannot fix them there's no, no cast there's no way to fix that no and Except time you know they they interviewed sean payton after the game you know last week and he was like i saw that. for the first time ever like drew came to me and he was like i I can't, like, I just can't go back in there, which never, you know, it takes a lot, obviously, three broken ribs to knock Drew Brees out. But you know what? You can't. uh, And a punctured lung. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, right? So you can't, you can't, um, you know, rush that one back because what if it gets punctured even worse? Now you're dead. So that seems, you can't really do that. (laughs) What happens? I'm not going to ask this question. (laughs) On next week's episode, Kate and Michelle interview a doctor about punctured Uh. lungs. I'm just wondering what happens if you puncture both lungs, but I feel like I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think lungs are necess- I... are necessary for breathing. The last time I checked, 
Oh, guys, oh Kate, Kate's God. really lost it. She's completely lost her mind. But anyway, yes. that is a very, very tough blow for Drew, for the Saints. We talked about it earlier, what that can mean for the rest of the season for them. And, uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. So in terms of other quarterbacks who are dealing with injuries, what's up with your boy? Oh, Teddy B. So Teddy B had a great game last week, um, but then had a uh, a bit of a knee injury uh, at the end of the game. So luckily, fantasy owners were not, uh, you know, he, he didn't come out till the very end of the game. So you got your productivity out of him. The latest report that I'm reading is, is it's saying that they're taking it one day at a time. I don't know. I mean, here's we, look, we just talked about this. The Panthers are three and seven. Teddy Bridgewater's had a great season. If 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 I'm the coach, I say you take it one day at a time and maybe you just don't play this week at all, even if you're ready, mm-hmm. because this isn't game changer for them. You know what I mean? You're three and seven. I don't really think it's worth putting Teddy out there unless they know that he's healthy because you just don't want to end up with an even worse injury, which is something he's dealt with in the past. Yep, I think that's exactly right. And um, that's exactly right. It, it, there's not enough to contend for at this point, especially with, you know, Christian McCaffrey sitting out and all that fun stuff. We luckily the list is really short this week. The last one we have on our key injury report is DeAndre Swift, who's in concussion protocol. Um, there's a bunch of people coming out of COVID and concussion protocol, so that's a good thing, a golden lining, I guess, like I was saying earlier. Who knows? Um, but it's a good thing. Our key injury reports are really short this week, and I think it's worth just getting right into start sit with that in mind because there's not too much to report on. Which is really, really good. Let's go. Let's, what do you think? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go into quarterbacks because I do think you know um, we just talked a little bit about Drew Brees. That's obviously a huge blow, like I said, to the Saints and to Drew. But you know what? It's really bad for fantasy owners too because he's probably your number one guy that you've been playing all season and counting on. And you know when when you're this deep into the season, how many quarterbacks are you know out there and available? So look, Jameis Winston, that's your backup. That's who's coming in. If you're in, if you're in need, he could be, you know, a good guy to look for. You know, you've seen him play in the past, uh, you know, on Tampa Bay last year. He's got some folks that he can, you know, throw to on the Saints. He's obviously got someone like Kamara in his backfield. So, hey, he's no Drew Brees, but you know what? If you're stuck, uh, at least uh, Jameis has had some on-field, you know, success in his career. Yeah, for sure. I mean, although he was a Buck and now he's a Saint, like let's let's go. I'm I'm looking forward to him making his debut as a Saint. Uh, is this the first time? I don't know if I've seen him on the field. I've seen him in a jersey, but I haven't yeah, seen I him on the field. I don't think so. I mean, look, Drew Brees, like, never misses a game. You know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's bionic, man. That'll be exciting. I think Jameis is a good pickup if you're in need. Um, Another one that's just a, a lingering question in my mind, because you're an expert, Michelle, like, what's up with Cam Newton? Like, I just can't get a read on the guy, but he is so boomer bust. Like, do you start him or do you sit him for week 11? Yeah, he is. He is super boomer bust. I mean, obviously, a couple weeks ago, they had that game against the Jets. So that's a pretty easy D and he blew it up, which was good last week. Um, you know, had a, a game against the Ravens, much tougher defense. He fared okay. Um, but the thing about Cam is, like, he's always usually pretty good for a rushing touchdown. So that kind of helps you out a bit. And so this week against Houston, we talked about Houston. They haven't been faring terribly well. Um, the, the Patriots do have, you know, uh, a little bit of a uh, wind behind their sails, especially beating the Ravens. So that's kind of a, you know, uh, a hope, hopefully something that will kind of keep them going there. That game was super interesting and fun to watch last week. Not your 
your uh, conventional uh, football, you know, game with Cam running touchdowns in, uh, wide receivers throwing touchdowns to running backs. It was kind of all over the place, but, you know, you got to do whatever you can to win, and especially when you're playing the Ravens, you got to kind of pull some rabbits out of your hat, I think. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And, I mean, if Cam is also – if Cam is someone we're betting on, I think one other that I want to throw in the his hat in the ring is probably our boy Alex Smith, also especially coming off of the roundup of the worst – uh, <laughs> the worst division in the league, potentially the NFC East. Um, I, I do, I actually have hope for Alex Smith. Like I think playing the Bengals who again, like the Bengals are the worst team in their division, not doing so great on defense and all around. I think Alex Smith could be an okay bet, but again, that's if you're just looking for someone, I think it could be a good week. And, and a no-brainer, you know, but we don't talk about him every week, is Big Ben. I mean, they're playing the Jaguars this week, so I, I would look for a lot of points to be scored there. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Um, there are some – I feel like there are some more toss-ups in terms of the running back position. Like, the quarterback's pretty straightforward, like Cam, Jameis, Alex Smith – Totally. We've got some totally running backs new are... names going on in, 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 uh, in RB land to talk about, I think, a little bit. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, just a week or two ago, remember when we were talking about our, our rookie on the Seahawks, DJ Dallas? And he was like the name in everyone's mouth for two weeks. Now he's pretty much like he's, yeah. he's becoming obsolete because Carlos Hyde is back this week. We think the game is happening in two hours when we're recording from when we're recording. So we think that Carlos Hyde is going to be the RB1 for this week. We don't know. We're waiting on Chris Carson news. By the time you're hearing this, you will know. But I think DJ Dallas is now a sit, which is so bizarre. He's probably and more Carlos than a Hyde sit. is a star. He's, he's probably a drop at this point, to be honest. Yeah, because Chris Carson is coming back at some point very, very soon. So I think for this week, if you're making like me, pick up Carlos Hyde for one week if you need an RB stopper to put in your lineup. And then we're just going to have to wait and see for week 12. But he's a definite pickup for this week. If Chris Carson doesn't play in two hours, we'll just have to see. And then sit slash drop DJ Dallas. And then we got a couple other new names, I think, to throw out here. So Kalen Balaj, we've not talked about at all but we have talked about this team a bunch is you know the 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 constant change of of running back names that you've heard us talk about on the chargers right we we obviously know eckler's been out for a while we've talked about josh kelly we talked about justin jackson now we're talking about kalen balage who is the new the new you know flavor of the week over there obviously eckler is still not coming back jackson you know is on ir so you know that's out and you've seen some pretty good work from Kalen Balaj over the last couple of weeks, which, you know, could put him not necessarily in front of Josh Kelly, but if you're looking for a streamer or you need someone, you know, they're playing the Jets. So I, I, I do foresee a, a pretty good um, week for him this week. Yeah, and, and similarly, I think it's the same story with Naheem Hines on the Colts. And we said this earlier, I think this is the most savage description of a defense of all time. But someone famously has referenced the Green Bay defense, who Naheem Hines is playing against, as porous when it comes to running backs. So there are some big holes that are going to be run through. I think that Naheem Hines is a great pickup if he's available in your league. He'll be great against Green Bay D. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his numbers too, like they're pretty, they're pretty great. Like he he's definitely a pass catching running back. He's got six touchdowns. Um, he's got 33 receptions. So that there alone, if you're in a PPR league, like that sounds great to me. 
Yeah, yeah, I I agree there. The the one that I there's one outstanding running back that I'm just not sure what to do with. And based on our roundup earlier, I know the Dolphins are doing pretty well and kind of haven't picked my head up to fully understand it. But Salvin Ahmed, do you know anything about this rookie? I've just really started to hear his name as of last week. And that was really because, you know, Gaskin has been, you know, the guy over there until he got hurt. Now they're not sure, you know, if, if Matt Breed is coming back for this this week against Denver. Um, so, you know, here's and and. The other news was that the Dolphins waived Jordan Howard the other day. So he was also a backup in, in the backfield there. Um, yes. Obviously had a, a, a you know a handful of great years with the Bears, but he's gotten waived. So they're getting rid of the fat over there. And with, you know, Gaskin out and Brita likely still out, um, it seems as though, you know, this guy has a chance to, you know, kind of step up. And again, great, great matchup against Denver. This could be a really great solidifying pickup. We really don't know what he's going to do. I I would say it's Salvan is probably he could be really really good for all those reasons, Michelle. So I'm I'm into picking him up and maybe holding on to him to see how he does along with Tua, like two rookies that feels good. Yeah. And scary, but good. And scary, but good. Who else we got? Anyone else for is it is that a, that's I think I think those are the big ones we wanted to talk about for for uh, the RBs this week. Yeah, but I've got some. I've got some other big bets. I think um, on wide receivers, and not ones that I thought that I would bet on. But I do want to call out again. Like I can't believe I'm calling out Green Bay defense because offense is so good, shining through uh, in their particular division. But in terms of wide receivers, I feel pretty bullish on Michael Pittman this week. Also on the Colts and playing Green Bay. Again, poorest defense. So I feel like Michael Pittman is available in your league most likely. And I feel like he could be really good from wide receiver core. I don't know. Yeah. I, I... Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, I think that could be a great one. Uh, it's, again, if you're out there and you're on the waivers and you need something, you get 100 yards last week, he's probably not owned in many leagues. And it could be a good, uh, it could be a good one to snag and put in your flex. He- yeah, it's kind of crazy. He's rostered in 6% of leagues, and he's started in 1%. There so he's there for you. That's like a good one to pick up and sit on or plug into your flex. Take a flyer. Take a flyer. Take. Another flyer. This this might not be a flyer to you, though. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Do you know anything about the guy? Everybody's talking about him. Because he threw a touchdown last week. Yeah, that's true. That's, true. <laughs> that's why. I mean, not, not, not too shabby, right? But, you know, again, it's kind Is of Is he like- a former quarterback? I think back in his day, yes. I, I think back in his day that I heard them say that. Like pre pre NFL, yes. Um and so yeah, I mean that's why everybody's talking about him because he threw that 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 touchdown last week for uh the Pats, which was pretty fun to watch. But you know, yeah. again, interesting matchup here with, with Houston. Um I don't think that their defense is uh is terribly uh, you know, good or uh, uh anyone's too worried about it. He's been the number one, you know, kind of target over there for um, Cam, so maybe this is the week they both find that that rhythm, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I do feel like a lot of players like have a historical conduct. This is very like Cordell Patterson. Is he a running back or a wide receiver? Jacoby Myers, is he a quarterback or is he a wide receiver? Well, he's, def- he's definitely a wide receiver. It's a little different than your Cordell P- just, just stop harping on that. Just stop even thinking about it. I just want to harp on it. I know you do. Just stop thinking about it. Forget it ever <laughs> happened, even though it's terrible. But this guy is definitely a wide receiver, though he may have been a quarterback as a younger as a younger as a man. youth. As a youth. That's okay. I was I was a short fielder for before I was a first baseman. I get it. I get it. Gotta <laughs> play the field, most literally. There okay. You go. Uh so Jacoby Myers and Michael Pittman are my two big ones this week. 
Who are you taking wide receiver wise? Um, I well, I'll say it every week, and it's you know for the most part, it's he's been great every week. Uh, I I love this matchup again with you know Christian Kirk versus Seattle tonight. Um, he didn't fare so well against Buffalo last week, but Buffalo does have a good D. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. It doesn't by the time you're hearing this, maybe it will have already been a shootout. But I just wanted to say Christian Kirk's name again because I've said it basically every week for the last three weeks. He's your boy. I like I him. You there. I like him. Same with CD Lamb. I see him written down here, who yeah. I know you love. Well, here's the thing: we haven't really talked much about the Cowboys after you know everything that happened, obviously with Dak, and then Dalton went out. But the the good news for the Cowboys is that um, Dalton has been activated from the uh, the IR COVID nineteen list. It, mm-hmm. It's still sort of day to day, you know, kind of situation over there, you know. But that said, like. I think CD has really, like, become the number one guy over there, and especially if, um, you know, Dalton's back, I, I think it could be a good a, a good week for him. I'm just waiting until you get um, Ryan, uh, not Ryan, um, back up to Tua now, uh, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, I'm just waiting until he gets traded. That, and was, my, that was my big call, and it hasn't happened yet, so I'm worried that it's, it's never going to happen. I mean, give... Andy Dalton one more week, and then I think it could become uh, a premonition. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I like CD. Keep an eye on what has, what's happening with Andy Dalton. It just appears, you know, that uh, with all the woes that uh, you know the Cowboys are having on offense, uh, C- CD could be a uh, a shining a shining spot for them. Yeah, and I think in wide receiver wise, that's all I got. Do you have anybody else you want to spotlight? I think that's everybody. Let's get uh let's go let's go tight ends. Okay, like I said earlier, I have I a hate big the bet. tight end position. I am so mad. Like every week <laughs> I'm struggling so hard with tight ends, dude, because if honestly if you don't have one of like the top five, maybe seven yeah. guys, like Everything else is total poo poo, and you and you're like it's, total poo poo. It's just total poo poo. You know what I mean? Like, what do you even do about it? Like, I'm so lucky that in one of my leagues I have Gronk, and he has like truly awoken. So like, I don't yeah. have to stretch very much or stress very much in that league, though. Gronk still, if he doesn't catch a touchdown, he doesn't have nearly as many points. But yeah. I mean, I am I am struggling in our league. I I have Jimmy Graham. He he has not been great old, but he hasn't old been terrible. grandpa jimmy i know he's super boomer bust they're on by this week on the bears i'm digging deep i went back to my boy dalton schultz on the cowboys this week in hopes that like because they're playing minnesota hopefully it's a good stream play this week because i don't know what else to do with my tight end game over here it's uh, so interesting well i think we can <laughs> my bet for streaming defense is the vikings because i played Ooh. the vikings defense last week and they really showed up against the bears that was really exciting i think they're gonna do the same against dallas so i don't know in terms of tight ends if i would interesting take dalton schultz i really don't that's a tough one oh boy well i already did it so i'm just gonna hope for the best (laughs) yeah i mean and a lot of people are streaming him um i've seen him in like the top five for a number of different places which i i personally don't agree with but only because the Vikings are so hit or miss, but I think their defense looked really good last week against the Bears, so that was exciting at the very least. Um, in terms of tight ends, though, I think I can help. I think I can help. Help us, um, Help us. 
I'm feeling bullish on the Washington football team this week. Go figure. Maybe I'm just feeling gracious. But Logan Thomas has been in everybody's mouth and everybody's ears. So perhaps he's available in your league. I think that Logan Thomas is probably available in most leagues and pretty streamable because he hasn't really been a standout star most previous weeks. Um, so that's my bet on tight ends. I don't have many because there aren't many others to spotlight, you know? No, it's, it's tough. You talk about the guys that we all know, the Kelsey's, the Wallers, the, you know, you talk about those guys, you're playing those guys outside of, outside of those. It is, it's, it's rough out there. It's definitely Mm -hmm. rough out there. So, um, hopefully you don't have someone on by and you've got one of those big guys. If not, hopefully those are a couple of maybes that might be helpful for you this week. Yeah, totally. And also, like, a huge bust last week was Austin Hooper. So it's just hard to say with tight ends right now. If you get lucky with, like, a Mark Andrews, if you get lucky with a Hayden Hurst somehow, like, you're lucky. You're lucky. But tight ends, you're digging deep right now. So I feel you there. Should we stream some Ds? The only D that I have streamed is the Vikings. And I also, I stashed the uh, the Chiefs last week and took them on by and dropped someone. So I feel really good about the rest of my season. But for week 11, I'm taking the Vikings. Do you have anyone you want to take? I, so I have Buffalo, but they're on by this week. So I went in and I'm streaming Cleveland versus Philly this week. Wow. Interesting. Carson Wentz looks horrible, but Uh he has a tie. So he's first in his league. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying. First in his division. I do know what you mean. So yeah, I, I like this one. I think it's a good... Um, you know, pick up just considering I, I don't have uh, the um, the bills available. They fared pretty well against, you know, Houston last week. And yeah, Philly has been fine, but I wouldn't by any means say that they look like the Eagles of years past. So I kind of like this matchup. Listen, we're going to find out so very soon who is right, who's wrong, who to stream, who to sit, who to start, who to whatever. Can I say one more the- thing? Yes. I'm of so happy that the Please. New- I'm so happy that the New York Giants are on by this week that I don't have to think about them or watch them. They <laughs> are the bane, the bane of my 2020 lineup. Oy. I will say that definitively. Thank you for bringing that up. But between Darius Slayton, who is just floundering on my bench, Saquon Barkley, who is no longer with us and <laughs> Don't alive, alive, like alive, alive, alive. He's alive. He's alive. Sorry. <laughs> and Devonta Freeman. It's just I'm with you. I'm, I'm with just you. glad they're not going to be on television this week. Thank you for for this bye week. Well, thank you for leaving us with that golden lining. I think (laughs) that pretty much wraps us up for this week, Michelle. And as always, if you are not following us on socials, please do between Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at the draft Queens and on Twitter at the underscore draft Queens. You can find us wherever you're listening to this in your earballs or elsewhere, anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. Most specifically, if you find us on Apple podcasts, please, please, please give us five stars. We really appreciate it. And even drop us a comment. It really does help a ton. The exits are in the front and the back of the aircraft. And so with that in mind, Michelle, I think that's it for this week. We're out of here. Bye.